yeah, there are days when I literally, I'm like, I wish I could just get three dudes to beat the shit out of me because I feel nothing. Gotcha, so, buddy. to our fans, request no, is open. No, if you hate no, us, no, 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 As long as we have warning, you know, beat the shit out of me. No! <laughs> Fight club, baby. First thing, first rule you don't talk about. I shouldn't have talk to say what? no. She go caring about her friends again, y'all. Yeah, I'm ridiculous. All right, fine, cut it. Cut that. Ella doesn't want us to be happy. Cut that, cut that, cut that. I don't do what you tell me because I don't want you to be happy, yes. (laughs) No, you don't want us to feel. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I boozy up every (laughs) (laughs) This podcast was born of my two friends being vulnerable and showing their feelings. I was like, well, I got to shut this shit up. There you go. What is an excuse to just pump booze in them? (laughs) Uh, y'all like mythology? Yeah, I guess it's cool. All right. Stop bitching. Start listening. (laughs) Dragons drink bourbon, but we three drink more. Thanks. And Irish whiskey. (laughs) And vodka sometimes. We've come from afar, bringing tales from before. Old dragons drink bourbon. Welcome back to Dragon's Drink Bourbon. I'm Ella. I'm Miles. I'm Cletus. All right, Cletus, why don't you tell us more about the Tullamore Dew that we're drinking today? The Tullamore Distillery, established in 1829, became home to a man of legendary status, Daniel E. Williams. He perfected a whiskey of exceptional quality, character, and smoothness that was good enough to bear his initials. D-E-W. Tullamore Dew. Irish whiskey. Triple distilled. Sponsor us. I did uh, start my notes by saying, I'm writing these notes two and a half hours before we record. Godspeed, Ella. (laughs) But March is going to be themed in general for us, which the boys are finding out now. (laughs) Whoa. Yay. Birth month. Jolly good. Best month ever. It's Irish American Heritage Month. Yeah. All three of us are Irish. Yes. I enjoy a good drinky drink on St. Patty's. Like most good alcoholics do. Mm. Yet, simultaneously, I despise fighting college students on St. Patty's for a seat at the bar. Especially ones who aren't even drinking or talking to anybody and just playing on their phone. Mm. Which isn't specifically related to anything. I'm doing this here because I can't do it at home. Yeah, bar bar activity has gotten kind of lame since cell phones, huh? Nobody talks anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was texting somebody. That's fine. Okay. I didn't want to talk to you anyway. Cool. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Brace yourselves for Irish tales and imported whiskey. generation X! The Irish are coming. In this episode... Today, we'd like to dedicate to two listeners who have listened to every single episode and comment on it frequently. So thank you for that. Jared and Katie, this one's for you. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for the love. Loving it. So today, 
I picked a tail at random because the name is super fun to say. And also, I might have spent three or four hours the other night banging my head against a wall, unable oh. to make a decision, because that is the epitome of my life. Ooh. Anxiety. <laughs> it's not just for kids anymore. Settle in, folks, because today we're talking about a legend of Knockmany. The well, legend many? of not many. Yeah. No, a legend, not even the. Oh, just. It's not that special. <laughs> not many. Not many. Knock, knock many. Oh, monogamy. Knocking your knees. A knock? legend. A legend of monotony. It's a nervous thing when you just no. knock your knees and you get monogamy. Mono- what? Mon- the legend of monogamy. Monogamy. Mahogany, maybe. Mahogany. Ooh. Could be dude. Oh. A legend of knockmany. <laughs> My version of this tale began with great exclamations of how all Irish men, women and children, from Cape Clear to the giant causeway and back again, know of the glorious Finn McCool, a.k.a. renowned Hibernian Hercules. Finn McCool. Mm Mm-hmm. I just picture him, like, with shades and, like, a Johnny Bravo-type-looking guy. Exactly. Finn McCool. And you know he gave himself that name, too. Yeah, right? Like, like, it's M apostrophe C-O-U-L. He told them. He was like, I'm just tired of people calling me Finn McCool. Like, my name could be so much better. (laughs) My name could be so much cooler. It's McCool. Cool. Cool. Finn McCool. And you guys didn't ask, but I looked it up, so I'm going to tell you. Hibernian is the classical Latin for everything related to the Irish land and its people mm. because they called Ireland Hibernia. Yeah. Nice. I knew that actually because I used to play a MMORPG called Dark Age of Camelot and that was one of the factions. What? And they had the Celts. What a nerd and my cat just headbutted my notes off the table. Sir. Assert dominance. I, like I was it. trying to insult my friend. Ooh, not like you that. distracted me. My goodness. Now I have to find love. my place again. He's like, Cat McCool. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. I did Google Finn's name as well because, as many of these like fairy tale collections are guilty of, they kind of just get straight in and don't explain anything, like characters or anything else, and I was confused. So I found that there are many children's books about this fairy tale legend, as my truer Irish relatives failed to educate me on such matters, most having died before I was even born. I shall assume I'm not the only dummy unfamiliar with old Finn and shall thus elaborate further, which my original source material did not. So imagine a time of magic, of fairies on the Emerald Isle. Well, science is just magic that we figured out, so. You're telling me you flipping that and illuminating your house is not magic? Well, everything I do is magic, so yes. Oh, so modest this one. What I was getting to is that a giant causeway is, like, literally named for the inhabitants. It's actual giants. Mm. Finn McCool was a giant. An excessively powerful giant, in fact, who lived with his beloved big. Okay, I can see it. I mean, Irish folks are generally short, yeah. So, I mean, 
So he could have been like six foot tall. Yeah. 5'11". <laughs> <If> I'm a <laughs> god, I'm a man. I think it's supposed to be more like stereotypical tall, 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 tall giant. Oh, okay. Not like my lover at six foot five, but like mythical at like 11 feet plus. I don't know. He is a tall man. He is. I have a type. Finn McCool <laughs> was a giant. Giants. <laughs> I have a type. He lived with his beloved wife, Una, at the very top of Knockmany Hill. Una Ooh. means one. Mm-hmm. Now, Finn. Finn. He was monogamous. That's how he got his name. Yes. He was a faithful and adoring husband. Oh, he was. While Finn was working very hard at the causeway under his king Costco. to build a bridge to Scotland, the thought of his lovely Una distracted him. He dropped everything he was doing then and there and proceeded home to, quote, see how the poor woman got on in his absence. Mm. Oh, she's not very independent, this Mm -mm. one. Mm -mm. See, now. She changed everything about herself. Yep. These guys had me going all, on how sweet. And then you hit me with poor woman alone while her husband is at work. And I'm very irritated that I was tricked. A woman alone at home. Do, do I cook something? I'm afraid of fire. <laughs> All we have is taters. <laughs> like because just women were just helpless. Just taters and cabbage. <laughs> Meanwhile, Una's like hosting a like a kegger party while her husband's out. <laughs> right. Oh man, he's building a whole bridge to another country. I got time. <laughs> you see her like clanging sticks together. Like, is this food? I don't understand. <laughs> Finn the giant everyone's apparently heard of pulled a fir tree right out of the ground removed its roots and branches and used it as a necessary walking stick in order to travel home oh so he was huge Mm. Mm. probably probably taller than 11 feet taller than most (laughs) yeah and oh oh we're talking about his height yeah that was probably big too Uh, that's you know why he needed the Walking. The walking stick. That, that was my fault for forgetting your priorities. I yeah. I accept that. I have That's no priorities. Here. That's why we're here. Now, it's important to note that Finn's home on Knockmany Hill faced a similarly Knock massive landmass called Cullimore. Cullimore. <laughs> which is more mountain than hill, perhaps. Okay. Not to him. <laughs> and on that opposing hill lived a suitably imposing giant named... Kukulin. Whoa. I've got nothing for him. Yeah. Cool Cullen. Cool Cullen. Just chilling over there. Cool Hand Cullen. Yep. Cousin of Finn McCool. Yeah. Now, in the original source I found, I have a debate of whether or not Kukulin was Irish or Scottish, <laughs> mm. but it appears no one agrees, and most of the people retelling the story stopped caring halfway through the debate. Is he, is he a good guy or a bad guy? We don't know. Mm, Well, we'll we'll get to that. It's murky. You can discuss at the end. Mm. Remains to be seen. I think they're both terrible so far. When Kukulin was run afoul, his very stomping would shake the whole country. And mayhaps as no surprise, since most stories need conflict, he was a bit of a bully. What made him go afoul? Bad temper. Or a fool. Yeah, but what, though? Like, were there specific things people did to aggravate him? 
when people took the last cookie and <laughs> pretended that they didn't and didn't replace it. So or when like, the milk carton's almost empty and you put it back in the fridge anyway. Mm. And don't tell anybody we need more. And then maybe maybe Ella starts making mac and cheese and she needs like a whole a whole half cup to a <clears> cup of milk. And there's a drop. There's a basically empty carton in the fridge. And who put it there? Or maybe maybe when people the last of it. <laughs> maybe when people ask questions that you didn't look the answers up to, maybe made him mad too. That right. that could be it. It seems reasonable. <laughs> Very fair. And getting back on track. Getting back on track. No other giant could face him victoriously. Should they dare forget how mighty Kukulin was, he would pull from his pocket a trinket of intimidation. A human being. <laughs> Kukulin had a human being named Kutakente mm. as a pit. I feel like that was a like different... Like a pocket rat? That was a different... It was like a pocket rat. That was a different story. <laughs> oh, was it? It, yeah. it couldn't be, because that pronunciation does not match any of the stories we told. <laughs> Dragon's Drink Bourbon. Spit, spit facts. facts. And truth. T-shirts coming soon. Truth! Do you guys want to know what it actually was? Yes. yes. Right after we get these dragon T-shirts going. This flex was a thunderbolt that he flattened with his fists into the shape of a pancake. <laughs> Suck on that, Zeus, you fucking rapist. <laughs> Look at what I can do. Bam. By a certain point. Keep all of that. Kukulin had kicked every other giant's ass. Ku Klux Klan. Except. <laughs> That's what I keep thinking. <laughs> no. He was a racist of a giant. No, maybe That's I don't know. That's why I know. have that pet Kente. <laughs> oh. It all makes sense. <laughs> Thanks for doing those uh, hours of research. <laughs> I mean, at least you kept to the theme that he was a bully, I guess. That's fair. That is fair. So as I was saying... Kukulin had kicked every other giant's ass except our dear Finns. He was none too satisfied to let that stand. He had a reputation to defend. And Kukulin had tried to fight Finn before. But for 12 months, the other giant had cleverly avoided crossing his path. Kukulin suddenly swore to no one in particular, but maybe a startled passerby, that he would never rest until he could pummel Finn into the dirt as well. I don't even know who that guy is, but go for it, buddy. Until I can pummel Finn into the ground. Who the fuck is Finn? Just stay on your heel, you goddamn oaf. It matters not. Now, it does happen that Finn caught wind of this. And please fart the other direction. And that is, in fact, what made him think of his wife. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Yeah, timing. Kukulin was apparently already traveling to the causeway to make good on his word. About to go to this Costco and whoop Finn's ass. Because I'm a kook. Meanwhile, Una was leading a very lonely, uncomfortable life. In Finn's absence. Confusion. Oh. Not knowing where Uncomfortable because she was getting stuffed by too many dudes. <laughs> he was faithful. She wasn't. She wasn't. She was a hoe. I just, I want to make this painfully clear. Those are not my words. 
she was probably fine. I feel like you're <laughs> insinuating that, though. She was alone, quote unquote. I No, I just mean the idea that she's miserable and uncomfortable misery, because her husband stepped out. Well, join the fucking club, sister. Yeah, living a quote unquote life. Welcome to Ireland in the whatever century this is. Magic. Yeah, the magic century. Excuse no. me, Hibernia. Mm. It was no coincidence that Finn and Una's home faced that of Kukulans. They're like the Hatfields and McCoys. Very true. Very They're true. like the Hatfield. That's something I can relate to because I'm Southern as shit. That you are, my friend. That you are. The location was quite windy. It was very anti-Miles because it was very nippy all times of day and I through all not seasons. Be <laughs> Fuck all that noise. It didn't even have a convenient fresh source of water. Mm. No one could quite understand why Finn chose to live there. But the threat of Kukulin one day turning his attention on Finn for a trial of strength was the crux of the reason. And from this vantage point, Finn could clearly see the violent oaf's approach. So Finn has made his way back home. And as he stands on his very own threshold... His wife greets him with a smack that made the waters of the lake at the bottom of the hill curl. The smack that smiles back. (laughs) Smackly ass. I'm assuming that that does mean a playful smack on the bootay. Where you been, baby? Get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Trees falling down the distance. (laughs) I ain't judging. (laughs) A couple days passed, and they were happy and light between them. But Finn's anxiety only grew. His wife picked up on the change and eventually wheedled the truth of his feelings from him. Finn, though strong and brave himself, wasn't too keen to brawl with a man that carried a lightning pancake and whose tantrums could be felt across the Emerald Isle. Yeah, but he he carried a fir tree. I think that's just something giants can do. I don't... Like, he's really strong and brave. It's just this guy is really, really strong. <laughs> he just, you know, has lightning and... He ain't no Goku. <laughs> True. I didn't see not one spirit bomb. I'm just saying. I don't feel like that's necessarily an insult, because depending on how you mean it, it's like, he ain't no Goku. He's strong and has a few brain cells. What, what? Well, I just meant, like, Fair. he he don't, <laughs> he, he don't want to fight. He didn't drop his son off a mountain to help train him like a baby bird. (laughs) An alien who was once a villain didn't mostly raise his son for him and was a much better dad and grandfather. I was about to say, he was also a better grandfather, (laughs) too, because he raised his Gohan's kid, too. (laughs) Yeah, that did happen. Welcome to Dragon's Drink Bourbon, where we just complain about... Whatever we want to. Dragon string bourbon. And throw spirit bombs. Of truth. Yes. So Finn admits all of his misgivings about this upcoming fight. In full. And he, as he's speaking to Una, he suddenly clapped his thumb in his mouth. (laughs) Which I'm pretty sure he's just, like, sucking on his thumb at one point. Who does that, bro? Well, it could have been. No, because he holds it there. Oh. What a baby. What a giant baby. 
This was apparently semi-normal behavior and a sign that Finn was seeking insight through prophecy. And his wife is just cool with this? So he just sucks his thumb? You sucking your damn For prophecy, which is an ability we now know he has. Cool, cool. Mm. Cool, cool. Damn it. I walked right into that. You did. Thank you. Thank you for that. Continuity. Yes. Una asked what Finn was up to, and he revealed that Kukulin was nearby, below Dunganin. Dunganin. I didn't look this one up. Duncan. It wasn't even a place I needed to list. It comes up once. Mm. It doesn't. There's no other reference to it. Below D place. Yes. Oh, that didn't sound great. Mm-mm. I knew it as soon as I said <laughs> it, and I was like, maybe no one will notice. We're sticking to it. We're committed to We're our decisions it here. Place and you'll deal with we it. spit truth and facts. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's evident on our hoodies that are coming soon from one of you, please. <laughs> from one of you. <laughs> We're not providing them. <laughs> from one of you, 20 people. Right. Also for free, because, you know, times are hard. <laughs> <laughs> PMS for our t-shirt and hoodie sizes. Thank you. <clears throat> he revealed that Kukulin was nearby, below D place. D place? D place? Finn further predicted his unwanted adversary would arrive no later than two in the afternoon the oh, following day. That's a good ass prediction. Th- this, uh, this is why you suck on your thumb, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like to the minute. Like, what's up? <laughs> 157. No later than 2. I'm thinking 157 p.m. That's what my thumb's telling me. Our hero lamented this fact. He didn't feel up to the challenge, and yet running away would disgrace him. He also knew, due to the keen prophecy he felt in his thumb, that no matter what he did, his fight with Kukulin would come eventually. Imagine how much prophecy he'd get if he sucked a dick. That's the most. His own, though, I yeah, think it would have right. to be. Like, yeah, it'd have to yeah. be. He would know exactly what time he was going. It's like auto fellatio. Right. It's like, sorry, baby, I got to see him to the future. <laughs> <laughs> Throws his legs over his fucking head. <laughs> Una told her husband not to fret. She would guide him through. She proceeded to go outside, create a smoke signal on their hill, and whistle three times. I can't whistle. I can't whistle. Good job, Una. I just feel showed up. I can't be appreciative. This was an old Irish way to sign to strangers and travelers to let them know that they are welcome. Kukulin heard this invitation, not that he seemed to, like, need one, all the way over on Coolamore. Past the deep place. Mm Mm-hmm. Beyond the deep place. Deep place? Also, it might seem like, oh, I thought he had left Coolamore and he was in this place now. Yeah, no versions I had were consistent with how he was bopping around. Fair. I don't have an answer, so I'm just leaving it as it is. He's a giant. He has strides of greatness. Finn's melancholy mood remained. He did not see what chance he had, and he kept repeating Kukulin's feats to Una. With every iteration, he felt more and more sure that he would be shamed by defeat in front of this great woman who loved him. Mm. And the bruises would probably hurt pretty bad, too. Fair. Physical pain don't hurt. Mm. Uh, I'd say the definition of it is it hurts a little bit. 
For a little bit. For a little bit. Yeah. Emotional pain. Now that's where it's at. Trust me. That's why I hurt people with my words. Also because I have no muscle mass. (laughs) Hang in there. Una told Finn to calm his tits, stop fretting like a startled hen, and trust her. At the fourth or fifth mention of the lightning pancake... A keen glint of strategy and wisdom gleamed in her eyes. Speaking of pancakes, mm. we should give Kukulin something to eat when he arrives. Just leave the cooking to me. Finn was actually pretty placated by this. Una had helped him many times already, and she deservedly inspired confidence in her husband. Una began a much more involved ritual of prophecy than Finn's weird thumb thing. She drew nine woolen threads of different colors. And sacrificed how many goats? (laughs) Undisclosed. Plating them into three braids with three colors in each. She put one on her right arm, one around her heart, and the third around her right ankle. How did she get it around her heart? I don't know. I'm guessing torture. She's a witch! She's a witch. Apparently, this magic that Una did... The gathering. ...instantaneously bestowed upon her all the answers she needed to solve their current Kukulin quandary. To answer my question earlier, it was 37. 37 goats. Mm. I'm really impressed that I was able to say Kukulin Quandry. I was gonna I was gonna comment on that later, but yes, look at you. Una borrowed twenty one iron griddles from their neighbors. Mick griddles. Because mm. they're no, in like, Ireland. Yeah. Mick griddles. Mick no, lightning iron. griddles because she's trying Mick to make like, lightning pancakes. Waffles, waffles. I, I think they actually banned McDonald's in was it Ireland or was it Scotland? I think it was Ireland. <clears throat> um, they're know. not the same thing. Right. I know, but... Racist. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she needed those 21 iron girdles. Griddles. God damn it. <laughs> That's so different. <laughs> I like... I okay. gotta look just right. Stick it I to the girdle. Stick to the girdle. Right. No, no woman should have to damn. wear an iron girdle. <laughs> Number 19, come on, work for me. Oh, all right. Each 20. 20. Sheila, Sheila, what you doing? Girl, I need you to come over and help me get this girl along. Come on. 29 girls. You got some cousins over? Each one bigger than the last. I need you to help me. All right. I'm so mad. All right, we got 20. All right, here we go. I couldn't make it a nonsense word. It had to be a real word. Come on, 21. Can you do something for me? Come on. There we go. All right. Yes. 21 oh. girdles. Now I hate myself. Yes, okay. Una. Do that. Slay queen. She passed the hell out after that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Name's I hate Michael. me. Una borrowed 21 iron griddles from their neighbors, and she kneaded these into 21 loaves of bread, which were baked normal and set aside to cool. She needed the... Yeah, except for the fact that each loaf hid an iron surprise. Griddles. Yep. Bread? Okay. Oh, yep. She also prepared curds and whey to complement the Feast of Calories. 
pretty pleased with herself being Una and content with the preparations, Una and Finn pass the night peacefully. Kukulin could be seen traipsing through the valley the next day, signaling the start of Una's grand operation. The giantess pulled out a cradle and instructed her husband to dress in child's clothes and lay in it. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. Now we're getting up. into age play here. Okay, they were age play for the D place. Get in that cat's cradle for me and do the old uh, child's pose to get into the old... I don't, I don't know. That's right, baby. I don't baby. know what you guys do. That's right, baby. Who's got that dirty diaper? <laughs> Who needs to be changed? Oh, time for a spanking. None of this occurred to me while writing my notes. And I'm, I'm and they should have. okay with me they as a person. Have. No, I'm okay with that. No. So, yeah, uh, Finn was instructed to play the part of his own child. Mm. Una. <laughs> <laughs> that was Finn being a child. Well played. I think most people got that. <laughs> well, jokes are funnier when you explain them. Yeah, Good oh, show. For sure. For sure. For Good sure. show. Good show. Una told him to lie nice and snug and follow her lead. Mm. <laughs> Finn hopped into the cradle without a single complaint or question. Just as Kukulin's knock hammered on their front door. I got a duty diaper! Kukulin asked cheerfully enough if this was Finn McCool's home and if she was Mrs. McCool. And she was like, it's pronounced McCool. Exactly. Una met him with friendly hospitality, mm. even as he declared he was there to kick her husband's ass. Especially... McFly! Given <laughs> Finn's proud reputa- reputation as the strongest and bravest in Ireland. He then asked if Finn was home. So basically... <laughs> he showed up and he was He's like, man... into a dying goat. <laughs> Ma'am, is this your husband's home? Because I would like to kick his ass. Is he present is for he the kicking present? of the ass? She was like, "Come back for a, come back with a fucking warrant and slam the door in his face." Actually, I ain't no fucking snitch. Slam. Una let their visitor know that he had actually just missed her husband. Yeah. Finn heard a giant by the name of Kukulin was looking for a fight near the giant's causeway. And Finn had struck out immediately in search of him. In the, like, little diaper and everything he was wearing? No, this is, she's making this up. She's lying. Oh, okay, okay. He, he was looking for the Ku Klux Klan at the giant's Costco. Mm-hmm. Got you. Okay, I'm with it now. And <laughs> she was sure that her husband was going to make paste of this foolish challenger. Toothpaste. Toothpaste, specifically. When Kukulin revealed that the person that Finn had run off to fight was in fact him, he was determined to get to the heart of their destined brawl. Una met this declaration with a contemptuous laugh. As a horse. Yeah, clearly. She looked she looked at Kukulin as if he were a mere sprig of a man. Mm. That's all you got, Kukulin? That's it? <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, mm, that's it? <laughs> mm, okay. 
Una looks at Kukulin mm-hmm. and she goes, you, have you ever seen Finn in the flesh? And Kukulin explains, well, not once. How could I? He always kept two steps ahead of me, avoiding me at every turn. He's a coward, you see. Oh, a brazen oh, coward. Macho no already know what's coming back. He's a brazen coward, brother. <laughs> no, I gotta go Hogan. Oh. That's why you throw the brother in. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. And let me tell you, what are you gonna do when the... What's this guy's name? When the clan comes for you. <laughs> I want a shirt that says, that what are you going to do when the clan comes for you? And that's the last time we saw Cletus. <laughs> After on this episode, I previously just said I'm Southern as shit. <laughs> Welcome back to the two-person uh, Dragon's <laughs> We can't find our other friend. Uh, <laughs> there are reports that he may have gotten his oh. ass kicked somewhere, but... Uh, oh, thank goodness. We're too scared to look into it. Una responded. I suspected as much. You poor dear. You better hope you never lay eyes on my husband. Because he will beat your ass. That will be a black day for you indeed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Direct quote. Okay. But never mind that now. It's dreadfully nippy. Finn usually turns the house around for us to keep the door out of the wind. Mm. Would you be so kind as to do the same? What a gentleman. Kukulin was stunned to be treated and spoken to in such a way. What the hell did you just say? As mighty as he was. Whoa, whoa, I don't take orders from you, a woman. But he got up. A witch? Went outside. He pulled on the middle finger of his right hand until it cracked three times. Because his middle finger was the source of his mythical strength. And then he wraps his arms around the house. Get over here. He lifted the whole structure and turned it around as Una had asked. Here you go, girl. Finn, meanwhile, broke out in a sweat, safe in his wee little cradle, at the sight of this feat. Una, however, was a boss bitch with a woman's wit and carried on serenely. Oh, is that all you can do? Just turn the house around? Mm. Oh, you say my husband also cleans up inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. I may do more than that. And he got three jobs. On that note. Ah, now that was ever so helpful. Given my husband's absence, maybe you could assist <clears throat> me with another task. My chimney's a little s- <laughs> less stuffed than it normally is, mm. if you know what I mean. Nope. We've had a stretch of dry weather, and before Finn rushed out in search of you, he was meant to pull rocks up behind the hill to reveal a fresh spring. She's making this dude dig his own grave. Basically. I could really use the help. Kukulin agreed. Kukul. So Una took him to the proper place, but instead of a pile of rocks blocking the spring, Mm -hmm. they found one massive solid rock. Boom. Kukulin. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. 
<laughs> Kukulin grunted, considering the prospect for a moment, before cracking his right middle finger nine <laughs> times. Nine times? Nine times. I'm still not sure about that. Nobody's talking to you. Nine times. Now we know what sound summons your phone. <laughs> right. Apparently knuckle cracking. So he, after cracking his finger nine times, he stoops down and tears a cleft in the land 400 feet deep and a quarter of a mile in length. No kind of self-control. That gap still exists today as Lumford's Glen. I saw that. I saw that. Which is a real place, mm-hmm. as is Knockmany Forest. I googled it and found car park directions and everything. We used to live there. No, you didn't. Uh, we did. We time traveled. You might not have. Right. I mean, you don't have to time travel. It exists today. Yeah, but before, uh, but before there were car, car parks. Yes, we time traveled. Okay. Now I surely must feed you as thanks. Our food may be humble. I burp. Oh, because I'm a lady. Your feet are not humble. Mm. They are huge because you're a giant. I thought you were talking to me and I was about to reach across the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. I was like, I <laughs> Our food may be humble and you and Finn may be enemies, but he would never forgive me if I did not treat you kindly in his home. Una declared... She led Kukulin back inside and began to serve him the loaves of bread she had prepared the previous evening. She placed six loaves of bread before him, along with a heap of butter, Mm. a side of boiled bacon. Boiled bacon? That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. Sounds Who the fuck? The Irish. (laughs) I didn't look it up. That's the one thing I didn't look up, because I didn't really want to. Why would you want to boil bacon? Like, okay. I'm sorry. Look, she was, nope. at the beginning of the story, she was rubbing sticks together, talking about, is this food? Yeah, so. but you're raping bacon right you now. <laughs> like, I said there wasn't going to be any rape in this story, but you're literally raping bacon if you're boiling it. <laughs> oh, You'd be no. better off putting oh. that shit in the microwave, dude. Oh, oh God. Oh. And a stack of cabbage. <laughs> I knew it would be cabbage, those Irish fucks. Oh, man. Well, maybe they were boiling the bacon in the cabbage, though. Maybe. I don't know. It, says, you, it just you, says it separates it, them, so I don't know. Yeah, but you do that with collards, and that's kind of the same thing. Excuse me? No, it collards is. collards are good as fuck. You put some pepper sauce on them bitches? Oh, collards. Okay. Yeah. How would you... What? Oh, uh, collards. Okay. We're going to have to cut all of that. No, yeah. you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, if we want followers and listeners, we... Go ahead and cut all that. It is, according to my sources, <laughs> important to note here that this was before the time of the potato, which is a direct quote. It's before the time. Well, I thought potatoes always existed. Mm-hmm. Not in Ireland. <clears throat> maybe, maybe not. Maybe not farmed. But there had to be wild potatoes somewhere. Imported. From? It's not a natural crop. Let me ask Google where potatoes originated. Dear Google, please tell me. Where did. You don't speak to Google like it? 
Where did potatoes originate? You can at least say good evening. According to Wikipedia, the potato was the first domesticated vegetable in the region of modern-day southern Peru and extreme northwestern Bolivia between 8,000 and 5,000 BCE. Cultivation of potatoes in South America may go back 10,000 years, but tubers do not preserve well in the archaeological record, making identification difficult. And Ella knew... The more you know. Ella knew that they were not... Indigenous to that region. Yeah, because and I'm you always know right. What that means? Because she does. Always she's right. a witch. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> a woman knowing things and being correct. She is a witch. And then it was a woman's voice that corrected him. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Which means she is also a Google's witch. a witch. They're in league. Well, we knew that. A whole coven. Of witches. You were fucked by an oven full of witches? <laughs> I'm glad I got that water down before. That is a twist on Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Una encouraged Kukulin to help himself. He bit into one of the loaves and cried out, Blood and fury! His voice was something between thunder and a roar. Blood and fury. Two of his teeth were ruined. And he shared as such with indignation as he demanded to know what sort of bread Una had served him. What the fuck is this? You know some of that iron skillet, son. Some potato bread on my teeth. There are no potatoes. (laughs) There's no potatoes. It's cabbage and raped bacon. Una... The picture of innocence explained why that's the only bread Finn will eat. I didn't think to warn you that no one but him and our child lying there can stomach the stuff. That was a dying cat. Cat child. (laughs) I thought you'd be up to the challenge since, you know, you think you're up to the challenge of facing my husband. Mm. But... Here, try another loaf, and maybe it won't be so hard. Kukulin was ravenous from the day's chores, so he bit into the second loaf Una offered. Oh, I hated that. (laughs) I saw it on your face. He cried out twice as loudly as before. (sighs) Thunder and gibbets! Thunder and gibbets! Better. He had lost another pair of teeth. Another pair? Yeah, two. Like he lost all his teeth from the first loaf of bread and they grew back and then he lost all his teeth from the second loaf? Two. So he lost two and then he lost another two. Oh, okay. Four total. Okay, I was about to say, you said said a set of teeth, so I thought... I said a pair. Oh, a pair. <laughs> okay, I took it. Okay, I'm sorry. I took it because I'm drunk. All I right. said a pair, and you were like, all oh, his dick. That fucker right. needs dentures. Oh. <laughs> oh. He's like, let me pull out my stone dentures. Oh. Thank the gods, this, this pair of teeth grew back in. Oh. <laughs> right? Una scolded Kalkulin then. Saying he should just admit that he can't handle the bread instead of going on and on hollering and risk waking her baby. I don't think you're ready for this bread. I don't think you're ready for this bread. 
Right on cue, Finn began to wail like a set of bagpipes. A sound that caused... I thought they were Irish, not Scottish. A sound that caused their guests to jump in surprise. So the original fairy tale used a word I didn't recognize. And when I looked it up, every iteration compared it it to bagpipes. So I just stuck so to that. So just loud. So like a... a okay. Was it the word surprise? Because no. It was bellowous. Words are hard. No, it compared it to bagpipes in the definition. Mm. Yeah, but that's literally like... Okay, so your body is made up of pretty much what bagpipes are. Pipes yeah. that release wind and when a squeezed, fucking diaphragm yeah. that you squeeze. You're so basically he basically a... screamed out. Fair. Yeah, okay. So you present them with logic, and they're like, whatever. Right, which is hate. I don't need mansplanations. I'm a woman, and I'm independent, and I know. That's right. Which is hate logic and hate truth. Anyway. Murder is wrong. (laughs) You are better than that. And God loves you. If there was one. I mean, the God I worship is real. I don't know that He loves witches. I don't. And in the fiery depths, He will punish you for what you have done. At least oh. the music will be oh good, my. and I won't be surrounded by Christians. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, that's so bad. <laughs> Some of us <laughs> no, no, aren't that. so bad. Kukalan thought, "What a lad to sound like that as a baby." Mm-hmm. Mother, I'm hungry. I need something to eat. Una sighed, grabbed a loaf of bread, sans the iron griddle. Mm. More girdles. Shut up. She handed it off inside the cradle. Finn gobbled it up with a satisfied burp at the end. Oh, God, no. I can't burp. He was genuinely hungry with all the talk and smell of food all around him. Kukulin was stunned. He secretly thanked the stars that he had missed Finn, for how could he have ever hoped to match his strength against a man who could stomach bread such as that? Mm-hmm. Basically, he said, this bitch can't cook. But even his son who is cradle age, could munch to crumbs that same bread before his very eyes. And his teeth didn't fall out. Mm-hmm. Several times. <laughs> Had all to of them. get, like, all the dentures. Well, four, four, four teeth. Four no, sets. no, we're going to my version. Yeah. All his teeth every last fell month. out every time. Sure. Kukalan asked to look upon so formidable an infant as must be in the cradle. Let me see this damn baby you got over here. Una called to their son to reveal himself and show their guest what a true son of Finn McCool looked like, worthy and strong. Finn McCool. Get over here, baby. Finn stood obediently, dressed up in child's clothing. He looked innocently... At Kukulin and asked, are you strong? What a voice for a smaller chap. That was not written properly. What a voice for a small, that was not written properly at all. I had so, I could reread, I could barely write the notes in time. 
What a voice for so small a chap. Kukulin marveled aloud. Well, are you strong? Finn repeated. Can you squeeze water from stone? Finn reached for a white stone and placed it into Kukulin's hand. The giant squeezes and squeezed, but it was all in vain. No water came from it. How sad, and you a giant, Finn lamented. Here, let me try so you can see a fraction of what my father can do. Mm. The disguised child took the stone and, with some sleight of hand, swapped it out for curds and squeezed until whey, as clear as water, oozed out from his hand. (gasps) Finn declared that he was returning to nap in his cradle, as he had no more time to waste on a man who could not eat his father's bread or accomplish so simple a feat of strength as that with the stone. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Know your worth. He added on a warning to Kukulin that should his father catch him when he returns home, he would be in for a very sore defeat. Literally. An ass whooping. Kukalin's knees knocked together in comical terror. He couldn't help but agree that he was clearly no match for Finn, as evidenced by his offspring. He swore a new oath now, this time to Una. He didn't want to even hear Finn's name again, let alone meet him. He would avoid him like the plague for the rest of his life. Fucking coward! (laughs) Fucking coward! Me faking myself as a baby was worse than... I don't know why I got no insults. You're a fucking coward! (laughs) And he would make himself scarce even in his own home country to do so. He couldn't know, of course, that Finn himself lied in the cradle, Mm. his heart soaring with joy at the news of his departure and their tricks going off undiscovered. heart soaring with joy. Kukalan could not help but ask, though, before departing, if he could feel what sort of teeth the sun had. I want to know they're there, but I don't want to feel them. You know, like, it's one of my stipulations. I just want to eat bread as tough as girdle, girdle, girdle iron. God damn it. I want to know they're there, but I don't want to feel them. You know what I mean? Like, that's my, my stipulation is do you have all your teeth? I knew it. Or at least what veneers? Is that what they're called? You liar. You did not know where this was going. Oh, no. We had a moment. We, we <laughs> made eye contact. A moment about teeth? Oh, okay. yeah, because yeah. they scrape, dude. They scrape. They they be so basically, he wants to feel out the teeth because he wants to see how strong this toddler's teeth are. Oh, baby, I want to feel out the teeth, too. And the graces of them braces. <laughs> as tough as girdle iron. Una shrugged. If you'd like... Only his teeth are so far back in his head. You'll have to stick your finger. 
Guys, you gotta let me get through this line. You gotta let me get through this line. You gotta let me get through this line. I can't. I'll look try at you while my I best. I can't promise, but I'll try my best. You just I'll try my best. Don't even look at us. If you'd like, only his teeth are so far back in his head. You'll have to, to stop. <laughs> I can't help it. Like it's like, well, if you're little, you, you're not even gonna feel the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, 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 I can do this. I believe in you. Third time's a charm. If you'd like, only his teeth are so far back in his head, you'll have to stick your finger a good way in. <laughs> don't why are you looking at us? Well, I don't You're know doing why. doing so well. We, we, yeah, but no, I think she finished it, but like. <laughs> Dragon like, string bourbon. I can imagine you guys sitting there. <laughs> Whew. I I could have reworded that. I did not. Kukalan used his right middle finger, the source of his strength, <laughs> without thinking. <laughs> he was surprised to find such powerful teeth in one so young. <laughs> oh no, they're Catholic. <laughs> Okay. I'm so glad you're a lady. When he removed his hand from the supposed (laughs) babe's mouth, he found he was short a finger. Oh, man. What a rough life. Crack. (laughs) That's, and ladies and gentlemen, that is where we got eunuchs. Oh, God. Kukalan groaned, I presume in pain as well as in terror, <laughs> falling weakly to the floor. Oh, Finn had gotten what he wanted oh, now. Oh, God, my dick! His most powerful and bitter enemy was at his mercy. My finger! Finn started out of the cradle. Finn stole my dick! Having bitten off Kukalan's strength right at the source. And in moments, the giant who terrorized their lands and kinmen was but a corpse. My crack is I gone. I out through my dick. I've lost my crack. This is a straight quote. Thus did Finn, through the wit and invention of Una, his wife, succeed in overcoming his enemy by cunning, which he could never have done by force. Hmm. Oh, so it's a partnership thing. The woman had as much to do with it as the man. The end. <laughs> Question mark? No, good for her, though. Good, good for on her. you. Like, like, good on you, lass. Conniving, living, fucking whore was able to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> good on you for being able to trick the old... If you're married, you're in a partnership. And her loyalty to her man was unprecedented because she was like... She was a ride or die. She was like, look, you just got to trust me. I need you to dress up like a fucking baby. And he wasn't like, what the fuck? He was just like, okay, I trust you. If you've got an idea, let me in. I'll just do it. So, partnerships... Well, meet you in 
on a little side note, I think that pancake lightning mm. sounds delicious. That's a special I would buy at IHOP. Well, that's how they trick you. They get you with the price. They get you with the name. They get you with the shape. And then they shock the shit out of you. Then it's like a taser in your mouth. <laughs> pancake like a- lightning. Oh, pancake lightning. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, like a news special. It's like newsflash. Pancake lightning. Are you safe in your home? Find out at 11. Like, I wasted precious moments of a limited amount of time debating how I would flavor a dish called pancake lightning. (laughs) Well, it'd have to have a kick to it, right? Yes. It would have to have a kick. But that kick could be like something sweet, spicy, like cinnamon. Hey, man, you got 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 any more of that pancake pancake lightning? lightning? I hate both of you. Original music by Maria Vincent and art by Something by LP. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at ddb.podcast. You may also email us at dragonsdrinkbourbon at gmail.com. I don't want to edit this episode. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My thoughts and prayers are with you.